It's nine minutes after five o'clock and we're in conversation next with the Triple BEE expert Tobekam Dagani Debe as well as Gerard Papenfus, Chief Executive of the National Employers Association of South Africa as we focus on BEE and affirmative action which has been making headlines since the DISCAM leaked letter where the CEO was highlighting the company's failure to meet its BEE requirements. A few days ago, ESCOM board member Mteto Nyati pinned some of ESCOM's issues on BEE in an interview that ca- that uh, caused an uproar. Uh, what was the intention of BEE and affirmative action and should companies still follow it as part of their hiring policies? We are now joined, as I said, Tobekam Dagani Debe as well as Gerard Papenfus, who's the Chief Executive of the National Employers Association of South Africa. Tobeka, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon and thank you for inviting me. And Gerard, good afternoon to you as well. Hello, Alan. Thank you. I'm um, yeah. Thank Hello. you so thank you so much. Tomega, let's start off with you. Um the introduction of BEE, which later on uh, there was the expansion and speaking about triple BEE, what necessitated it and what was the thought process at the time? Um when it, when the, when it started, it was called the Next Economic Empowerment. And it was only focusing on the ownership structures of businesses at the time. And when the change um, was effected, um, the change added broad-based black economic empowerment. That then added other elements, not just ownership. We had management control. Um, we had uh, professional procurement, employment equity. So there were seven pillars that were added, not just focusing on ownership, which then also that changed, um, brought down to five elements, um, which were priority elements. And that was focused still on ownership, management control, um, we had professional procurement, um, which was applied development, um, that, that was the change, and CSI. Now, when, when the change happened, um, when we looked at, uh, at BEE, it was only focusing on the ownership of companies, and it was not effecting change um, for the broader aspects of companies, like employment, employment equity, um, or how you procure. So the change happened so that um, those other elements were effected within the businesses. So for Africans or Blacks, um, which included Africans, Blacks, Indians, and Colors, for them to be included in the mainstream economy, um, that change had to be affected from BE to triple BE. I hope that I answered that. Yeah. yeah, and then there's also that element around the, def- and, and this is the definition of Black under the triple BEE um, legislation. So who yes, qualifies um, as Black? Um, it's African, Indian, colored, and Chinese who were naturalized before 1994, or anyone, Indians that were also naturalized before 1994. Yeah. So um, when you say black, you would include those, those races, yes. Okay. And then a final one on my end is then on um, the inclusion of black women in particular when it comes to the scoring of triple BEE. Yes, um, uh, black women and people living with dis- uh, disabilities have always also had a priority, including the youth, when, when it comes to scoring of BEE. Um, so black women have always had an advantage, um, hoping that they would, um, be, would be added more into the mainstream economy as BEE uh, is implemented correctly. And I say this with caution, implemented correctly. Because sometimes we implement uh, BEE and we don't do it the correct way. We have fronting, we have other issues. 
mm-hmm. and then you don't you don't see black people or black women um, uh, practicing or, or being found in the mainstream economy. Yeah. Um, Gerard, good afternoon again. Thank you so much for making time for us as well. So listening into the background around um, BEE and what later became Triple BEE, what's your position on this legislation? Um, uh, the other, um, your other uh, guest, and I didn't get her name. Uh, Tobeka. Tobeka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the... Um, the fact that uh, there are other uh, portions of this whole uh, legislation that uh, you know that falls outside of the uh, ambit of uh, ownership—that's that's indeed positive. Uh, uh, but as far as and we're talking BE now, as far as BE is concerned, when it comes to ownership as such, that is a huge challenge. Uh, and uh, management uh, management control that lies more on the level of uh, employment equity. Again, a challenge for companies. And uh, all I want to say is that uh, a, um, if you don't have a commercial strategy in this thing, and if this if you mindlessly comply with BE, it's extremely dangerous. I think that uh, the the problem that we're having at the moment with regard to our SO so is the economy as such is to a large extent contributed to BE and employment equity. I'm adding employment equity in this thing. So we need to be very careful. We are, uh, of course, we all 100% in favor of empowerment of everybody. But um, if com- gov- government com- uh, enforces this thing strictly, they are excluding a very important portion of uh, businesses in the economy, and that's devastating for the economy. They are, um, if you don't go on merit, if you don't appoint the best people, if you have a partner in your business that shouldn't be there, extremely dangerous. So we need to be very careful with this thing. And I think if companies comply without really, really applying mm-hmm. their minds to this, this is devastating to business. You don't just give away, and I'm focusing on the on the on the uh, shareholding portion now. Is this you now the 25 percent? Yeah, I'm talking about that specifically. You don't give away shares. You just don't do that. A father don't even do that with his son. You that is something that is sacred as far as business uh, is concerned, and uh, so it's something you need to be very careful about. Okay. Um, can I clarify something? Sure, Tobago. Yes, um, I, I think the guest here is, is unaware of how uh, empowerment operates. In order for a company to comply under the BE Act or through BE, they have to undergo um, a strict verification process that looks into all five elements, including ownership. And when you look at ownership, one of the things that they look at is that um, a, a black partner that wants to get into a white uh, business does not, is not given the free shares they actually have to go through a cycle of being vetted how they got those shares. So it's not a matter of giving away your shares. Um, it's a matter of earning them or buying them. So no BE deals happen um, and, ha- and, and they go through compliance and, the, and people have been given the shares. They earn them through ownership structures that are created by the business or through private individuals buying to the business or some form of empowerment deal. That's the first point. The other point is, when you talk about 
scoring or companies that comply that go under empowerment, those companies, it doesn't mean you have to be black. Even 100% white-owned companies also comply under a BE. They also get a scorecard. They get to the different levels, get level three, level five. They're exempted in certain uh, portions depending on the industry they operate on. So it doesn't mean that for you to be empowered or have a BE scorecard or comply that you have to be a black person. So empowerment covers all races. It's not just for the black people. Gerald, um, just a quick response to that, but also for me, is the argument that you can't find um, a black person who is uh, capable um, or willing enough to operate alongside a white-owned company? And that's the reason why you characterize it as giving away? You know, you know what? Uh, I understand how it works, and I am just uh, want to respond to what Tobika said. I understand how it works. For the purposes of this discussion, I just don't want to agree with everything she's saying. What I'm saying is be careful. Don't mindlessly comply. She's very correct that the, the, the structure of BE at the moment might provision for uh, a proper restructuring of your business in order to comply. I am, and I'm cautioning business when it comes to partnership, ownership, to be very careful and look at all all uh, avenues when you introduce this. Uh, I am, in fact, not not entirely against it. In fact, I we propose that and uh, recommend and assist business in this regard. So for this purposes of this discussion, all I was saying, don't just go for the ownership option and just don't mindlessly uh, introduce it. No, it is not. They are fantastic black partners. So you, my statement was, in general, it, it's not a matter that you cannot find a black partner. Of course you can. And he or she can make a huge contribution. So, you know, we are cautioning business. There's, there are many businesses that really burn their fingers with this. Uh, what we say is be careful, uh, apply this very carefully, have a commercial strategy, Mm. and to get proper assistance. So, so what's your concern with the legislation then? Uh, and when you consult and advise your clients, what is it, what are some of the things that you raise with them? Well, if, if companies that that has burnt their fingers on the on the ownership portion of this thing, that is my concern. And uh, but it is not need. you can overcome that. You can deal with that properly. So the the, the legislation uh, as a whole is it's not, it's not bad. I'm actually not negative. Uh, I do not have a negative position to, towards that. All I'm saying is to business, be careful, apply yeah. it properly, get proper advice when you do that. Okay, Tobago, one of the other arguments we've heard before is that um, BEE, triple BEE, hampers economic development because as um, Gerard had said now, and that's the other thing is that um, you listen to people who speak about um, investment and investors, especially when, for, when it comes to foreign, foreign direct investment, that there's this idea that when you want to invest in South Africa, it means that you need to give away that 25% of, 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 of your company and therefore BEE becomes an impediment to economic development. Um, you know, it's sad because the failures of, of, of companies People are now attributing that to BEE, and yet any business transaction, you should do your own due diligence. 
you should um, vet your partner. That shouldn't be that data should not be attributed to um, empowerment. That's the first point. Secondly, um, when you want to get into a partnership with anyone, whether you're coming in into the country and you want to 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 play in our mainstream economy, you have to vet who you're partnering with. You have to check how that person will add value to your business or how they will carry through your investment. That shouldn't be. Also, that failure should there be any failure should not be attributed to BE. But the problem I have is that whenever we talk about um, empowerment, there's always um, some form of negative uh, uh, response towards empowerment. And yet, this is the this is one of the tools that will redress the past. This is the only way um, we can we can look into how we can add uh, blacks specifically into the mainstream economy. I mean, if you look at the statistics. Even even with the, with the discount issue that you mentioned earlier in your introduction, if you look at that, if you look at, at um, the listed companies, 70% of the listed companies see are still white. So if we do not have a policy that addresses these issues, how are we going to redress the issues of the past? Now, Kurt earlier also mentioned that there's an issue with um, procurement from state-owned agencies uh, or other enterprises. And yet, when you do procurement, um, any government entity. When you look at how they score through the uh, triple PSA, the Preferential Procurement Policy Framework Act, the, their way of scoring, 33 and a third percent of that is called functionality. You can't award a tender to a company that cannot function, so they have to do their due diligence. So don't award those failures as well towards BE. Award those to those who do the due diligence and check those companies that are doing that. So when, when we talk BE, we should not look at it as a negative light. It seems as if when you, when you say B, this is a B company, people start, you know, um, raising eyebrows and thinking, oh, now we're not going to be able to, to, to be productive because this is a, an, an empowered company. I mean, really, if we don't want to address the issues of the past, how else can we do it if we don't do it through the policies that have been created? Now, employment equity and BEE, um, those are two things that go together. So if you're arguing employment equity, you're arguing against uh, BE. If you're arguing against BE, arguing against employment equity as well. 0614-104-107. We're taking your voice notes. You can also drop me a call on 086-000-2032 and you can tweet at Aldrin Simpier. Our SMS line is 41391. I'd like to hear your take and perspective on BEE, triple BEE, affirmative action, and as Tobega has said now, employment equity. And let's take your voice notes on 0614-104-107 in conversation with triple BEE expert Tobekam Dagani Debe, as well as Gerard Papenfus, Chief Executive of the National Employers Association of South Africa. Aldrin and the team, uh, can you ask a BEE expert in terms of figures, what is the coloured opportunities in terms of empowerment, in terms of management, in terms of ownership? In terms of supplier, enterprise supplier development, what is the coloured race uh, benefiting from the empowerment deals? Thanks. Roger from Joburg. Um, I've just got a question for the two panels on BE. Um, um, how do coloured people fit into it in terms of rating? Um, coloured male and coloured females when it comes to BE. Are they seen the same as black? Or is there a level to to that? How, how is it distinguished? I'm, I'm keen to know that. Thank you. Okay. Um, Tobega? Hi, Tobega? Tobega? Okay, uh, we seem to have lost uh, Tobega there. Um, Gerard, I don't know which, whether you'd be able to answer those two questions. 
So I, if you, uh, I would have preferred them to to back up. To Tobega, yeah. We <laughs> just we just lost her, unfortunately. We're going to try and get her back. Yeah. Okay, let's let's try and connect that line to Tobega. In the meantime, we'll take uh, this call from Vincent. Vincent, good afternoon. Hi, afternoon. How are you? Good, good. How's it? I'm good. Um, I, mean, I would like to make a contribution. This BE concept was not a bad idea when it started. But as we go along, there are things that need changes. For example, if you take, there's a lot of entrepreneurs. That, is, that means a lot of blacks that are just taking their names and their names and put out there and then given the shares just to fulfill the requirements. Should we not be thinking about reducing it too? If you are black and you have participated in any other form of BE and you have got 10 million rent and above, you no longer qualify to be on the BEE. Open up space, other people should come, but you then become another level in the BE stream so that we can modify it to accommodate people other than just getting one person that sits and yep. represent all the mining houses. And then the mining houses don't have any opportunity to grow any other thing. And then we all have to queue out after one person that has taken up the space for this and is not even any the equivalent of what we would have as a county. Your point taken is something that I raised before as well. Uh, we've got Tobega back on the line. Tobega, I don't know if you got that first two voice notes that we got, both them asking about um, colored colors and how colors are scored. Um, and is there a difference between a colored male and colored female? Yeah, and then that last call there from Vincent, um, that considering the abuse of uh, BEE, um, shouldn't there be legislation that's introduced that says that there is a limit to how many times you can be preferred as a BEE partner? We'll start um, off with the he- Okay, you can go ahead, Tobega, then we'll go to Herat. No, there is, well, currently there are legislation um, um, that, that are there, like for instance, you're fighting sensitive and sensitive and sensitive um, you have to pay that. But then there's also an ombudsman that has been introduced uh, uh, that after you. So if you have any complaints or if you have any issues, you can, you can um, report those. But, but does it have a limitation that says that um, if you earn such and such a money, or sorry, if your net worth is this particular amount, you can no longer be considered for a BEE partner for a new deal? There isn't. There isn't. Well, I think uh, Vincent raised a very, very valid point. Uh, uh, we know that uh, there are a small minority that has become extremely wealthy out of BE, and uh, the majority has been left out of this thing. So uh, there are ways to, to get around that to benefit more people and benefit really benefit those that need help. And, that, and, and for that, I'm all in favor of that. So Vincent is spot on. Uh, if you want that to be, uh, to, to, to lift the standard of living of all South Africans, then uh, what we do is not necessarily a uh, legislative problem, but it is definitely not correctly applied because as there are guys that is simply 
uh, <laughs> digging very deep into South Africa as well. So, Vincent, I agree with you. Okay, Tobago. You sure? Um, uh, Tobago, if you can, if you can just um, just come a bit closer to your mouthpiece there. Unfortunately, we're struggling to hear you. I'm, I'm, can you hear me now? Okay, it's a bit better. Yes, I'm saying if you look at how you score uh, PE, um, if you look at the scorecard, um, the way that it, that you get rating, there are points allocated. For instance, under ownership, you're only giving five percent um, uh, as as of the hundred and ten percent. Uh, rating, so which means the ownership element does not carry that much weight uh, versus the supply development uh, element. Meaning that if you procure from black Africans or black or, or black companies or empowered companies, then you score higher. That means then it, it then says that you are adding more value to more comp uh, empowered companies to more black people. Then we would. Um, score you or reward you if you are just an ownership uh, company that you just end those five points. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Tobega um, Dagani Debe, who is a triple BEE expert, as well as Gerard Papenfus, chief executive of uh, the National Employees Association of South Africa. It's a minute after half past five. Time for the news headlines.